Hello and welcome to this episode of Artful Loving. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the journey of fatherhood. This is, of course, something that I have a lot to say, a lot to speak about on my own experience, but also um, working with fathers, knowing fathers, and seeing the journey that fathers go on in all different types. So if this is relevant to you, whether you're a father, a father-to-be, uh, you've been a father for some time, or you're somebody who knows a father, who's in relationship with a father, uh, this is probably going to be useful to you also. So stick around. Welcome to Artful Loving where together we master the world of love, sex, and relationships. Brought to you by me, Nick Tovey. Hi, I'm Nick Tovey, Relationships and Intimacy Counselor and Coach. And you can learn a little bit more about me, if you haven't already, by heading to nicktovey.com and you can see all of the different ways in which I work and if there's anything um, drawing you in there for you to work with me on a more <coughs> in-depth one-on-one basis or as a couple um, then please get in touch. If you haven't already please subscribe to the channel and like and share this information, this content with people that you think would benefit from it. And if you want to dive a little deeper with me in this conversation as a community, then come and join us over on Patreon. Hmm. Fatherhood. <laughs> what a journey it is. What an experience it is to become a father or to be soon becoming a father. It's something that I feel that is possibly the greatest initiation that a man can go through. And of course, here I'm talking about fathers and fatherhood specifically, but I could have done a, a video on parenting. And of course, that may have been useful, but I really felt it important for me to share my own experiences, my own wisdom on what it has been for me to be a father and what have I, what have been my particular unique struggles and experiences that I've gone through as a father? And, and also, I've done a lot of work with fathers. I, it's something that I've done uh, that I'm very passionate about, that I have a lot of feelings about and a lot of understanding around. And, and so it's, a, it's something I have uh, more to say about is the, 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 the journey of fatherhood. Um, I <laughs> am in absolute awe of mothers, but I'm not one. Uh, I am amazed to see mothers and doing the job of mothering that they do, and I, I could absolutely and possibly may do a whole uh, episode on revering the mother. I think it's a really amazing experience to pay witness to, and of course has all of its uh, nuanced challenges and and difficulties, some of which, of course, are shared as just as the, the, the role of being a parent. Being a parent is a hard thing to do. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, when you, when you enter into the experience of parenthood, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. 
And it's, of course, whether you're a mother or a father or some variation thereof, there it, 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 we, we're entering into an experience of, of learning. And I feel that this is probably one of the most challenging areas of life that we can, we can enter into. And what makes it most challenging is that we want to do it so well and we have no fucking clue what we're doing. So I really wanted to, to make this video more specifically about fathering. It's, in my opinion and in my experience, uh, I feel like the fathers get a bit of a bad rap in in the support that they're offered in, in social media, in media in general. I feel like it's... it's uh, there's a lot of fathers out there doing really amazing jobs and there's also a lot of fathers out there doing really bad jobs and this is also something that I need to speak about which I will. Um, it, it's a very big and really really important uh, factor in our world today that us as men who bring children into the world, we have an enormous responsibility and one which a lot of people <coughs> um, shy away from, a lot of men shy away from and don't really live up to that responsibility in the way that that, that child really needs. And, and this is a problem that f flows on throughout our whole society and our culture and creates all sorts of uh, social issues, which I'll, I'll get into a little bit more as we go along in this video. Um, so, as I said, this is a very uh, broad subject with lots of really important uh, layers to, to bring into the conversation. And I want to make it a really balanced uh, expression from me as me, as somebody who has my own experience, but also somebody who, you know, wants to make a stand for uh, fathers doing really good jobs in the world as fathers, and also to really support those fathers to do the best job that they can do. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to bring in here, so please stick around. I'll try my best to keep it as short and succinct and, and powerful as possible. So stay with me. <laughs> so my journey of fatherhood began 20, almost 27 years ago. When I was 21 years old, I um, met my ex-wife, the woman who became my wife when I was younger, and then my ex-wife later on, um, and she already had a, a six-month-old baby, and so I entered into the role of being a father um, very young and also very quickly. You know, we, we straight away, this relationship that I'd started was not only with a woman, it was also with a woman and her child. So I, I had uh, a very quick uh, transition into the role of being a father. And, and of course, I wasn't a biological father to this young girl, but I, was, I, I played that role pretty, pretty quickly into that relationship and, and have done ever since. Um, so my, my 
I guess my initiation into the role of father was un, was a little um, different to, to most fathers have their experience. And, and then I soon have, uh, two years later, we had another child, which was my first biological t- child that I brought into the world, as far as I know. Uh, and then five years, almost five years later, we, we brought uh, our youngest into the world. Um, so I have three daughters, essentially, um, two biological, one not biological, but which I've fathered for 26 years. And I'm now in the process of <laughs> being halfway through a pregnancy with my current partner, and we're going to be bringing another child into the world, another girl, another daughter, um, in October. Uh, of of 2022 where we are right now um so i'm entering you know not not entering re-entering into the experience of being a father from a very different place in my life as a you know a middle-aged man now for turning 48 in a few weeks um and so it's been a huge journey for me to come to terms with that um, it was definitely something that was a, it was a plan. It was a conversation that Stephanie and I had maybe three, four, well, we've been together five years. It was a conversation that we had very early on in our relationship as to whether that was going to be a possibility. It was something Stephanie wanted. It was something I was unsure about because, you know, I'd been through that. Did I want to go through it again? I was getting to the point where my children were grown up and living their own lives as as adults in their own right. And so um, to consider the, 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 the concept, the idea of, of re-entering parenting an infant again so late in my life and, and after I was regaining a lot of the freedoms that I had missed missed out of on uh, for a lot of my life by just the fact that I was a parent um it was a big decision for me to 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 come to so it took me a while to 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 contemplate that to really sit with that decision to go through my own process of um yeah, really feeling into, is this the right thing for me? And if it's not, what do I do then? And I really wanted to come to make sure that I'd really given the the decision and the thought process its full dues. It was a, it's not a small decision to make. And it was definitely, there was a lot involved in that. I knew that the consequences of me saying no I can't have a child meant that my relationship would would end because Stephanie wants a child and and uh, I definitely want her to have that experience and so um, if I wasn't up to that then it's, I needed to let her find somebody who was and so it was a big it was a big process it took me a couple of years and I Went, <laughs> went all over the place with that um, to, you know, find after I went on a bit of a five-month solo um, tour around uh, Australia on my own and really sort of journeyed with myself in a very 
uh, free state, uh, which was beautiful. But part of that process was um, for me to just have some distance from the relationship, for Stephanie to have some dif- distance from the relationship, and for us to be to disentangle ourselves from each other. So I could personally, so for me, I could journey with my decision around what ne- what was the right decision for me, and 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 so could Stephanie. And thankfully, at the towards the end of that five month period, I came to the conclusion that it was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. Let's do this. What is most important for me was the fact that we have a really beautiful relationship. I think we would co-parent a child really beautifully together. Um, I felt like they, I still had the capacity and the and the the values very solidly set in myself to to maintain the sense of uh, autonomy and freedom that is really really important to me, and as well as not shirking my responsibilities as a as a as a parent as a father and as a as a partner um so going through that process for me was a was a big deal and of course now we're we're halfway through a pregnancy and, and it's really exciting and of course that's that's a whole journey in itself uh and of course it has its uh impact on the relationship between two lovers and and as the woman's body is growing another person inside of it there's obviously massive changes she goes through there's changes that we go through as a couple um and and of course that's not always easy so there's a lot that comes in with the the journey of parenthood i've also been uh really fortunate to see a few good friends of mine recently bring children into the world and go and enter that uh, that 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 experience of of parenting, and so that's been a really beautiful thing to witness, and and also it, what's really important for us as we bring our child into the world is that we have a bit of a village, a bit of a community, in which we can support as parents, we can support each other, and also our children are going to have other friends to grow up with in a community where we have. Uh, similar values and, and, and ways of living. So that's been really important for us. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a big journey to, for me to get to this place where I'm like absolutely a full hell yes to this experience of, of re-entering the portal of parenthood and and of course, I'm still a parent to my other girls, and they're always going to be my girls, and and we have a really beautiful relationship. But they're adults living their own life, making their own choices, and they're still, of course, very much in my life, and I in theirs. Um, but the role of of parenting has reduced a lot, and of course, that also brings its challenges and the the letting go of of your girls to be or your your children to become adults in their own right has its challenge also and something that I've uh, I've I very much recognised particularly this time round as I'm bringing this new child into the into the world as we're bringing this new child into the world I've really recognised how uh, one of the core themes of parenthood is surrender, is learning to be okay with the fact that 
we can't control this. Yeah, as a parent, we are we're bringing an, a person into the world, and our role is to create an environment and a container and the education, the structure that's necessary for that child to flourish, to, to thrive and to, and to grow into the human being that they're meant to grow into. It's not up to us to control how that happens it's, and, and who they then become. We, we can't. Yeah? Part of our, our journey with this current pregnancy, previous to the current pregnancy, we had two miscarriages, which were, which were devastating. And, and that was really an experience of, uh, as this pregnancy has been also, a, a pre- a, an experience of recognising that no matter how much we want to and feel the need to, we can't control the, the, the outcome of this, of, of this amazing feat of nature that is just going to do its thing however it needs to do its thing. You know, we are, uh, the, 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 the way showers, you know, we, we are here to, to hold the space to allow this person to come into the world. And, and of course, from there on in, when they do come into the world, we're still midwifing that child's development. And, and so we can't control it. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of parents really struggle with is it's scary. It's scary to have the responsibility of a human being. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of responsibility to hold and it can become quite overwhelming. But what I think we the mistake we make is thinking that we have to control it, you know, that that fear, that responsibility, that overwhelming responsibility brings a lot of anxiety up for us. And so how do we cope with that anxiety? We try to control it as much as we can to make it to help us ease our 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 nervous system and our anxiety. So but the reality is we can't control it. The more we try to control the the experience of of this child's life and the and the the pregnancy or the life that that child is going to move into and and develop and and experience um the more we try to control them the more they're going to then rebel against us and the more we're just going to be disappointed and and react strongly when things don't go our way we have to do our best to guide the way to provide the nourishment, the nurturing, the closeness, the connection, the education, the the guidance, the boundaries, um, and to to provide a safe enough container that they can fall over, they can make mistakes, they can they can fuck up, and they know when they do, they've got you to fall back on. This is. This, I think, is one of the most crucial elements of the role of, of parent. So, of course, the father himself has a very specific role in that. And I think there's, there's of course, differences in the way a mother parents there, than there is 
father parents and I think uh, of course everyone's different we're all we're not going to generalize too much here but of course there's a very specific roles that the father can play to their child whether their child is a is a is male or female or of course any other variation thereof you know we need to be open to the fact that we're not we're not gender binary here there may be other variations that this child develops into so it's important to have some uh, <laughs> openness to that possibility maybe one of the most crucial roles that a father plays is providing an example to that child regardless of their gender of what a safe man looks like and what a man who who holds himself in in a in a responsible and mature way looks like yeah you are the first example as a father you're the first example for example uh, for instance in my case and of course in many others uh, for my daughters I'm the first example to them of what a good man is hopefully yeah and of what a man that can can what a, well what a man is yeah what a man is can can my daughters trust the this man can they feel safe with this man can they talk to this man about things that are personal to them and, and vulnerable can they come back to this man when they're, they're feeling upset about something or you know they've had a breakup or uh, they didn't do well in a in a exam or something like that yeah is this a man who is open and approachable and safe for them as a father, that is one of the greatest roles that I play. And of course, as a father to a, to a boy or a male, um, I'm an example of what he can grow into. Yeah? And what's important is to, 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 to check my values and my understanding of what that means. And there's one thing I think is very clear is that there's a lot of uh, cultural baggage which we're still, uh, we, we still participate in and still perpetuate, um, which, you know, these ideas of gender norms are out, a lot of them are really outdated and are not very helpful for people. And I think particularly when it comes to a man showing either a daughter or a son how how to be a man it's important that we check our understanding of what that means and you know am i am i really in agreement with the messages that i'm trying to perpetuate here you know there's so much stuff around boys showing emotion and uh being interested in in play and activities that aren't typically masculine you know if, and um can i can i bring my son into the world and give him the freedom to explore and express his 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 nature without boxing him into a particular uh ideal of what a boy should look like what a boy should do how he should act and behave and, and what he should play with and of course the same goes for for girls also do i do i uh steer her into the my ideal of what a girl should do and how she should behave and what should 
can we drop these gender norms and just encourage this child to just be who they are? Um, I feel that is much more uh, empowering for that child, a much more empowering way to parent um, and to give that, that, that child the best opportunity to, to feel, to develop really good self-esteem. I think something that I, obviously in my work, I deal with a lot of adults that I've got that are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, dealing with the, the repercussions of not so helpful parenting and, and, and being uh, shamed for being somebody they were in their nature. And then, of course, trying to suppress that part of their nature and steering away from it and trying to adapt themselves to be uh, whatever mum or dad or society wanted them to be. And, and then, of course, later in life, realizing how much time they've wasted trying to box themselves into a, a, a something that is just not them, you know, a version of them that just isn't their nature. And, and of course, finding how dissatisfying that is, how, uh, how unhelpful, how disempowering that's been for them. And then they get to later in their life and it's like, fuck, this isn't working. I need to I need to change something. How about <laughs> how about we we prevent all of that uh, late that work that we have to do later as adults by encouraging our our children to grow up and explore their nature without being boxed into our idea as parents how who they should be. Yeah, that's a, a radical thought, isn't it? Something else that I really feel the need to talk about is it's it's an uncomfortable topic of conversation, but I think it is important to bring up. And this is the enormous problem of absent fathers and the the repercussions of absent fatherism. It is a a significant problem in our world today and has been for some time you know we're talking about the what I'm talking about specifically is is dads who uh, you know they have a relationship with a woman they get pregnant the and then they run they do a bolt you know they they cannot face up to the responsibility of of being a father of being a parent and, and playing that role with this child that they have played a part in bringing into the world. And this is a huge, huge problem and something that I see far too much of. Um, I totally understand how it's a, you know, if it's a, an unplanned experience and it may not even be somebody you, you, you love and you want to be in a long-term relationship with, um, but the reality is you're responsible for your sperm. You're, you as the father, as the, as, as the man in this sexual encounter, you're responsible for your body and what comes out of it. And, and therefore, you're responsible for the consequences of that. And of course, 
so is so is the woman. So is the, the, the potential mother in this. She's also responsible. But you as the father, it's much easier for you to just disappear. Yeah? And to shirk all responsibility. She has to grow that baby inside of her. Of course, she has other choices available to her, hopefully, um, if she's fortunate enough to live in a, a, a more modern society, uh, unlike much of America right now. That's another conversation. Um, but as, a, as the father to that fetus, to that potential human being, you have a responsibility to play in bringing that child into the world. Uh, or making a decision with the mother to, to terminate, yeah? So, um, something I, I'm, I'm very... It, it saddens me a lot is when I hear of, of mothers bringing up children without a father present, without a father playing any role or very little role in that child's life. And it, it makes me angry and it upsets me deeply. And I, I am also very appreciative of the fact that it's hard. It's, it's really hard, yeah? It's a, it's a difficult thing to become a parent. And if you're not ready, I get it, yeah? But the, this child's coming into the world. And by not playing your role, by disappearing, by, by being gutless and just pissing off, not playing your responsibility, then you are doing harm to that child, significant harm to that child. They are going to grow up without a father present. The implications of that are broad and deep and are going to impact and, and, and significantly affect that life that is growing there right now. And so you're making a choice that is not only going to impact you, you also miss out on the, the child that you could have and the, the experience of, of parenting, but you're having a massive uh, impact on that child's life. And, of course, the mother's doing it all. That poor mother is... You're just expecting that she's just going to do it all. It's like, how... How, how is that okay? <laughs> how is that okay? It's just not. It's not okay. It's really selfish. It's really childish. Uh, and, and just, yeah, it's just not okay. Um, the, find a way to play a better, better part in that child's life. I really implore you, if you bring a child into the world, if you participate in creating a human being, whether you chose to or not, you're also, you're still responsible for it. Um, you have a responsibility to play. It, it, it's, it will haunt you. If you do not show up later on in your life, you will find a place where you are deeply ashamed, whether you choose to admit it or not. You'll find a deep amount of shame in and, and grief in the, the missed opportunity of parenting that child. And the shame of what you have then done to it. It's a big deal. And I know it's uncomfortable to speak about. But I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. These kids need their parents. Something that we know is when you look at uh, prison populations. You know, the I cannot remember the numbers 
But what we know is the vast majority, the vast majority of prison inmates and the prison population in, in, in countries across the world, but let's just stick with, uh, you know, Western countries, um, the vast majority of prison inmates did not have a fa father present. Yeah, we're talking like more than 70% of prison inmates uh, did not have a present father. Uh, the same goes for um, addiction, uh, drug addiction, uh, for teen pregnancy, for um, uh, sex workers. There's, there's, so, there's a lot of very clear correlation between some very distinct social issues, social problems, um, and absent fathers. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a really big deal. So it, it, it's, it's a really difficult one. And this then takes me on to another uh, uncomfortable and challenging thing to talk about is when, and this is something I've, I've, I have experienced with on a professional level, is, is when relationships break up and there's some challenges that the parents are having and maybe some conflict, possibly even some, some violence, yeah, in the, in the breakup that happens uh, between the adults. I'm pretty sure it's the same in, in other Western cultures, but here in Australia where I live, we have a family court system which is very, uh, it's, not, it's not a great system, it's broken. And it's very biased towards mothers. And more often than not, the mother is going to get custody of that child. And if there's been any hint of, of aggression or violence in the, in the conflict between parents um, from the father, he's going to have very, very limited access to his child. I have done some work where I supervise the contact that predominantly fathers have with their child when they're under a court-ordered arrangement like this. And these are fathers that really want to be with their children and they're limited to maybe an hour and a half every fortnight under supervision to be with their child. That is not an adequate <laughs> amount of time to, to develop a relationship with a child uh, and with a parent, the child from the child to the parent, uh, it's not an adequate amount of time to learn how to be a good father, to to learn how to parent, um, and to learn what these childs need from me. It's and and of course it's it it's just how, how can anybody expect that that is a, a a suitable amount of time? And of course, I totally appreciate the fact that if we if if the child is in any way unsafe, then that needs to be monitored. That needs to be restricted in some ways. We need to have really safe guidelines around that. If, if any of the parents have been uh, violent towards the other, they need to be held accountable. But I also don't think that that accountability should mean that they lose contact with their children. Yeah, if they've been violent towards their children, of course, that's that's a no-brainer. But if if they if the parents have had conflict, then that doesn't mean that father or mother 
because of course it can happen the other way. It doesn't mean that parent uh, can't be a good parent. What we know from studies is that, you know, particularly when I'm talking about absent fatherism, is that it's it's the child benefits from the presence of a father, even if the father isn't great. Even if, and of course, we're not talking about violence and abuse, but if he's not necessarily going to win any awards for the best father in the world, but if he's there, if he's present, that child is going to benefit much more and grow up and thrive much better than, a, than if that child had no father at all. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really big deal what we're talking about here. And I, I know also I see this uh, because the, the, the family court system is biased and not very, uh, definitely not very dad friendly. Um, unfortunately, mothers take advantage of that. You know, if there's any sort of resentment and, and feelings of, of, uh, vengeance against that father, against the, the, the former partner, um, she can use that and it's going to work in her advantage a lot of the time. And she will, she will use any uh, ways in which she can control that situation and punish the former partner. But what she's also doing is punishing her kids. And so it's a really unfortunate thing to, to, to witness and to see. Um, I, you know, I, I really want to support all parents to do a really good job, but particularly fathers, because it's, it's not always something that fathers naturally fall into. And I think this is a, an important thing to mention also. As a mother you're growing this child inside of your body. And so therefore there's a, there's, a, there's a relationship that you're building way before that father gets to, to create that relationship. And, and, and in such an intimate way, such an intimate way, the closest relationship that anybody could ever have is the one that a mother has with a child growing inside of it. And as a father being witness to that i mean i mean total awe of it and i'm also really envious yeah i wish i could uh i wish i could feel what it is to have a child grow inside of me i wish i could to experience that that level of intimacy and bond that the mother can can have with her child and and yet i can't and that is upsetting in some ways and yet and also at the same time I can I'm a, I can be envious and I can also be in total and utter awe of the mother and the mother's experience of of bringing that child into the world it's such a beautiful thing to witness and to and to of course be a part of but I'm I'm a part of it from a distance and and so it's very different so what I'm saying there is also because of that, when the child does come into the world, it's not always easy to, to create that beautiful uh, bond that, that a child uh, needs from its parent. And so it requires a bit of effort. It requires a bit of effort. And of course, all sorts of emotions can come up. And if, if that father is not very 
emotionally intelligent and very good at dealing with what's going on inside of him emotionally, um, that can be really overwhelming and, of course, can lead someone to create distance and, and, and potentially uh, a lot of distance. Yeah? So my, I, want to, I want to really call dads to account and, 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 you know, in a really forefront, no bullshit way. And I also have a lot of compassion. And, but, but not to excuse bad behavior or uh, absenteeism. It, it's just, there's, there is no excuse for that in my view. I think we as dads need to step up. And of course, there's so many, and I, I need to mention this, I am seeing so many beautiful dads really, really stepping up in ways that they never got to experience from their dads and the, and, and, and the lineage of dads. You know, what I think is very clear is that a dad today has much more freedom and capacity to, to engage as a, as a really beautifully... Uh, beautifully engaged parent, engaged father than, than our fathers did, yeah? Um, it, we, a lot has changed in our culture around gender norms and around, uh, you know, the role of, of parents and of different genders. And that has freed us up to play a much more um, hands-on role in our in our parenting in our fathering and that's a beautiful beautiful thing and i'm seeing so many fathers really stepping up to that plate and playing beautiful roles in in their in their child's life and that is beautiful that does need to be celebrated um so it's important that we we bring it all in here we you know there's definitely some issues that i see that we really need to speak about we nearly need to, need to face and we do and we do need to as a society support the needs of these fathers to play their role in a really beautiful way. And I really want to celebrate those fathers that are that are struggling, that are finding it difficult, but are trying and are stepping up and, and really playing a part in their in their children's lives. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to 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 see. So let's celebrate that. Let's really support that. Oh, there's so much I could speak on here and, and I do need to to wrap it up um, but I'd love to continue a conversation if this is struck a chord for you if it's challenged you if it's triggered you in any way then please make a comment uh, if you don't want to have make a public comment send me a message or an email I'd love to engage in a bit of dialogue with you and and, and if you feel like you want to need some support, then please reach out. And it may be something that we can work together to help you be the, be the father that you really want to be and, and the, what your children deserve. Um, and, and if you know somebody who could really see this, you know, who really needs to watch this and hear what I've got to say here, even if it's just, you know, a little minute um, out of the... <laughs> 45 minutes of whatever it is that I've recorded here, um, that is going to possibly make all the difference to somebody's life and to that and to their ch children's life. Parenting is a beautiful, beautiful journey, 
and it's absolutely terrifying and and difficult and uh, let's not sugarcoat it it's not easy and there's a whole heap of of pressure on and ideals on how we should do it you know how we should parent and we need to let go of some of that also and just do the best that we can but when i say that i really mean do the best that we can you know stand up step up face the vulnerability face the fact that we have no fucking clue what we're doing but we're going to give it a go anyway um it's a really vulnerable uh experience to be in and we we need each other's support it's really difficult to do it alone so i really encourage you if you know somebody who's trying to do it alone give them some support you know even if it's just a conversation that's enough <sighs> okay if you've enjoyed this please share it please like it please comment um if you haven't again please subscribe and i love to engage with you more on this conversation and until the next video you take care and keep loving <laughs>